The Heisman Memorial Trophy is one of the most recognizable awards in all of sports. But what's the backstory? How is it made and what's been changed? Well, we have the man with the answers to all that and more right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The players. There goes Davis! Oh my God! Davis is going running all the way back! And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Chris Smith. Football might be over, but the NBA, college hoops, and NHL are in full swing. So the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Thinking of picking the Lakers to repeat or love that Dustin Johnson is favored to win the Masters? You need to go to betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, there's the 24-hour online casino as well. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The most legendary award in college football. The winner of this year's Heisman Trophy is... The Heisman Memorial Trophy is named in honor of longtime college football coach John W. Heisman, who was also the athletic director of the New York Downtown Athletic Club. The trophy is three and a half inches tall and weighs 45 pounds and is cast in all bronze. It was designed by sculptor Frank Aliscu, and modeled after Ed Smith, a player at New York University in 1934. The funny thing is, Smith did not realize that the sculpture had become the Heisman Trophy until 1982. The Heisman ceremony was first broadcasted in 1977. It was a one-hour special to celebrate the presentation to Earl Campbell of the University of Texas. And the trophy itself has had a wild ride after it leaves with the player like Colorado running back Rashawn Salam, who wrapped his up in a blanket to look like E.T. and rode shotgun on the plane with him. A year later, Eddie George's trophy fared considerably worse as an airport x-ray machine amputated a finger and bent another. Oklahoma's Jason White had to pay extra baggage fees since it exceeded the weight allowance. But the Buckeyes' Troy Smith was prevented altogether from bringing Mr. Heisman on the plane by airport security. And in 1969, Steve Owens got his trophy the first-class treatment as he hitched a ride on President Nixon's Air Force One. From its inception in 1935, the statue's casting has been moved around and the responsibility has landed with my special guest on the show, Corey Belts, Director of Sports Business Development for MTM Recognition in Oklahoma City. That's the company who makes the most legendary trophy in all of college football. Corey, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Chris. Good to be with you. All right. Well, I've been lucky enough to actually see and feel the Heisman Trophy. And let me tell you, it's bigger and heavier than I thought. Well, starting from the beginning, can you take us through the methods and process to create the Heisman Trophy? Sure. Yeah. So um, we have the, there's a mold and a master. We, we took possession in 2005, uh, Jostens and MTM recognition. And uh, the master is always, um, it is of, of, of a hard substance. And that is the thing that you're going to make a facsimile of uh, when you're making a mold. The mold is a silicone-based um, negative of that master. And that, it requires some upkeep. Molds, um, 
are good for a you know you can a few um, pours you can get out of it before it kind of deteriorates. You go back to the master, the original there, to uh, create another mold and try to keep that uh, the integrity from each mold in each about new mold about once every two years that we'll make. That silicon mold is a negative. You pour wax into it, so red wax, and this is the lost wax method is uh, something that's been used for thousands of years. Um, Egyptians would make bronze uh, statues using the same method. That wax is, is poured into that mold, and uh, we break that out of the mold. So now you have the, like a red wax version of, of the hydrogen. Mm. Silicon mold, you can, pour, you can pour any number of substances in there to uh, start the process. I've, I've joked with the hydrogen, say, hey, we could... We could pour milk chocolate into it if we wanted to and make a, a milk chocolate hydrogen. Oh, if we to, send one my way <laughs> if you get that done, please. <laughs> right, I, I don't know if I'd want to eat it because we're not, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, food grade, but still, it would look pretty cool. That would definitely uh, But you, you take the wax because it's going gonna, it's gonna to melt. So uh, uh, with that wax, so you're looking at a, a red wax Heisman, and we have a technician who has got uh, – magnifying glasses and they're going over in great detail every square centimeter of that wax to melt down using a, a heating element any flaws or anything that may have resulted uh, from the casting of that wax and then there's some seams that have to be um, flattened out and he has a master there with him if you look at the heisman it's um you know, it's not smooth. It's lumpy. It's got a lot of uh, character. Yes. And his job is to keep that character uh, with that wax. Okay. So uh, not adding to or, or taking away any of those, uh, the little character flaws that are in it. From there, you take that wax and you, uh, you dip it into what we call an investment. It's uh, like a white plaster. And that plaster is going to harden onto that wax. Then you basically are curing that uh, in an oven heating up that investment it's going to turn into a a hard rock hard substance in the the wax that's within it leaves a cavity as the wax pours out and melts out of there and that's the name the the lost wax method so now you have this rock hard shell it's taken a week to to cure you've got uh it has a cavity within it that is the heisman and from there it's foundry poured molted bronze into it so that is at the point where actual molted metal and bronze bronze is an alloy it's got uh, a number of things in it and there's different grades of bronze um, with copper zinc and different things that, that make up bronze particular alloy that's used for the uh, the Heisman that we have uh, we continue to use uh, to result in the durability and color that you that you want from that investment, um, you've got about a week there of, of curing. Then you're going to break it out of its shell. So you're taking uh, basically a hammer and just hammering away at rock and pieces of that plaster shattering everywhere. And what's, what's emerging from that is, is Heisman. Now, at that point, we're, we're going to cast it in a couple different parts. And the iconic stiff arm has to be cast separately and welded on. So we're breaking that out of the shell as well. We've got um, a welding that we're going to put together. And that stiff arm over the years 
has been in slightly different skewed directions. The hand turned a little bit. Sometimes he's he's uh, stiff arming, uh, really tall guy. Sometimes he's stiff arming, kind of a short guy. And so we've we've locked that in with a with a key system to where now it's consistent. After some research to kind of find the the median over the years of exactly where that stiff arm should lock in at. From there, um, you're going to sand it. We've got little spurs and maybe some little um, inconsistencies that we want to smooth out. Uh, that's going to be a different technician who's going to be uh, sanding off all those uh, little fine parts. Then is a, a finish process. So a different technician is going to put a, uh, a patina finish on it. Now, that's important over the years. Just as important as the casting is getting the right color, not too light, not too dark. It's one that kind of within the industry, we call it tobacco, um, a tobacco color to it. And it's a little bit darker of a patina than um, the normal bronze statues that we do. It's unique in that way. Uh, once he's, and, and using a patina is, it's a combination of, of fire to open the pores and, and acid to create uh, oxidization within it. So you get that nice dark color to it. Uh, once you have that cleaned up, then we're ready to put it on the wood base, which we make here in our wood shop in, in uh, Oklahoma City as well, and etch the uh, plate. It's going to get uh, a plate that's just generic to start off with, drill in some holes into that base so it lines up, and then we're waiting just like the rest of the country to know who the finalists are. And once that's announced, the finalists, we're going to make a plates, uh, several plates for each one of those finalists. So they'll be prepared um, for whomever might win. And we're going to fit it onto uh, both statues. We're going to have, make two Heismans, one that's going to be given to the, the school, one that's going to be presented to the athlete. And each one of those plates is lined up so that it can be easily attached quickly once they know who the winner is. We ship all that to, to New York, and what they do backstage is, is we just try to make it easy for them, but that's someone completely different who gets to do that backstage. And that's, that's the process. That is the sweet science of making the Heisman Trophy. That's fantastic. And we're speaking with Corey Belts with MTM Recognition in Oklahoma City, the company who makes the Heisman Memorial Trophy. Going back to the um, molding and cast, if it was all bronze, how much would it weigh? Yeah, so if we if we went down and made that base out of bronze, we would probably you would do it hollow, and so it it could weigh a little bit more than what it is. But uh, and in fact, the Heisman has some hollow elements throughout it. It's cast in a way that bronze, when you're casting, it can it can create different thicknesses. If it's uh, if it's an area that's very narrow, it's not going to hollow out. Fat areas are going to hollow out. So it's kind of a trick to make sure that you're keeping the weight consistent at 25 to get that consistency on the, on the casting. But you could pour the whole thing uh, solid bronze and nobody would be able to lift it. it would probably weigh, <laughs> you know. Well, that, that would be an event in its own right. <laughs> some of these players, I mean, you know, most quarterbacks, I don't know if they'd want to lift it, but I, I tell you, I was most impressed when seeing, seeing Tim Tebow lift it. I was like, do you see how that guy is lifting that thing? It's not even, he doesn't, it doesn't carry any weight for him, you know? And so grabbed it like a paper mache. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, he was lifting it by one, I think at the time he had a hurt arm and he was lifting it with one hand, you know? And, and if I lift it with one hand, I certainly can, but I'm dragging it up. Right. Yeah. But like he, a deadlift of the Tysman. 
he was keeping it centered up for the camera and lifting it. So I challenge anybody with our display Heisman, hey, go ahead and lift this like Tim Tebow's lifting in this picture right here. Just straight up. Don't let it falter. Don't let it tilt one hand. You know, it is, it's rough. You've got to be pretty strong. Oh, I like that challenge. We're going to have to put that out there on social media. We're here with Corey Belts, <laughs> Director of Sports Business Development for MTM Recognition, and they make the Heisman Memorial Trophy. I'm Chris Smith. We're talking about the most legendary trophy in all of college football. Uh, going back, it sounds like in the middle of the process with the sanding and everything, has there anyone, we won't name names, has anybody ever accidentally, with the hammering off or the sanding, destroyed a trophy? Well, it's, it's pretty hard to destroy one, but, you know, sometimes you get a casting out that's like, well, that, that didn't look right. And maybe his nose didn't fill in. You're going to scrap that and you're going to cast it over again. So it, the thing about the Heisman is it's, it's really, in bronze in, in general, uh, if you drop one, it's probably going to damage the floor before it damages the, the statue itself. It's, it's that durable in the material. But, yeah, we've, we've had several, uh, you know, just, just goofs within internally but nothing obviously that makes it makes it out of here uh but you know casting is a uh, it's an art uh and there's enough steps in the, along the way that um and quality control measures that it's constantly being scrutinized so nothing nothing to leave here with a flaw but yeah i'm, I'm sure there's been a few a few castings have been melted down over the years well, that brings me to, uh, you know, there probably are no two Heisman trophies exactly the same as what I heard. What changed to the uh, the right shoe design? You mentioned the stiff arm, how you standardized it, but what change was made to the right shoe design when MTM recognition took over in 2005? Yeah, so there was um, there was talk of an inconsistency with shoelaces. on, and By shoelaces, we're not talking about high-detailed um, sculpture. We're talking about three little stripes to create a shoelace to make it consistent. Yes. Okay. So, and, uh, at the time, uh, our lead sculptor, Jack Nortz, he just retired, uh, in March, great timing for him to retire right before all of the COVID-19. But, uh, it's one of the things he talked to me. He made lots of, of sculptures where he was the, the lead artist. We've, he's done, uh, sculptures at university of Alabama and Oklahoma, um, uh, you know, corporate, corporate customers throughout the country. But he gets to say that he worked on the Heisman because he put three little shoelaces on, on one of the feet just to make it consistent with the other in keeping with what the Heisman Trophy Trust did. So it was a great story for him to tell his, his kids and grandkids that he was part of one little piece of the, of the Heisman is sculpting three little stripes that represent shoelaces. How many trophies are ultimately made? Just two? Two every year. That's right. So we'll have um, one that's going to be kept at the school and then one that is going to go home with the recipient. So I imagine uh, you pay for tracking when you send that up to New York. And with all the recent winners being right up the road at the University of Oklahoma, did you have the Heisman ride shotgun and drive it up? I always tell them, I always tell them, hey, we're making this in Oklahoma and we want to keep it in Oklahoma. Just let me deliver this thing. I'll hang on to it. Let's save the cost of shipping and the hassle and we'll just keep one here. They never adhere to that. We always have to ship it to New York. So, um, you can imagine that's a pretty that, that's uh, uh, under lock and key. We have several processes in place there for getting to New York, um, but you know it's always a little bit nerve wracking when you're you know you put your baby in a in a crate and you're uh, sending it, it out, sending it off to New York. Yeah, exactly. 
And we're speaking with Corey Belts with MTM Recognition in Oklahoma City, the company who makes the Heisman Memorial Trophy. Well, I've heard some crazy stories about the trophy getting a little banged up when players have tried to get it home, especially one in particular was Ohio State running back Eddie George put the Heisman through an airport x-ray machine, which lopped <laughs> off uh, the tip of the finger, bent another. What, what's the most common repair that your company does to the Heisman? The finger for sure. So, yeah, those, that stiff arm that's out there, it's got a couple of little pinkies, it's kind of a skew out there, a couple of little fingers that um, can't, can't get knocked off, little appendages, and uh, that's an easy repair when they come back here. So that's the most, most common, but, um, you know, we've, we've seen uh, restoration of, of just about every level uh, here that, that come back. Um, to, and a lot of times the restoration, what's unique about uh, Heisman is, Make it look like it's supposed to look. Don't don't send it back to me shiny and brand new. At the same time, I don't want it to be. Uh, I don't want all this rust and oxidization on it and all these dents, you know. So sometimes you're trying to make it look like the appropriate patina and aging that's on it, and it can be a kind of a back and forth process to get it to where exactly what the uh, the look that they want for the the era that they want. Yeah, well, it has that beautiful antique look, and I mean, if you look at them, it looks the same since 1935 with the patina and everything. What's the oldest one you've ever gotten back for repair or refurbishing? Oh, boy. You know, I I, don't, I can remember Billy Cannon's. I don't know why I remember that one. That's not, you know, really not that old, but and then uh, making those repairs and making it look uh, appropriate. So uh, really, at the top of my head, I think that's probably the oldest one that I can remember. All right. We dove deep into the making the, the Heisman Trophy. I'm here with Corey Belts, Director of Sports Business Development for MTM Recognition, who make the Heisman Memorial Trophy. And what is your other favorite trophy? I know you make some really fantastic trophies there. What other trophy would be your favorite besides the Heisman Trophy? Uh, I think the Big 12 uh, Football Championship Trophy, um, and, and because I get to hand it out on the field. And when we did that, we did that redesign. Uh, my, uh, my son who was nine years old at the time, got to sit on the meeting with the big 12 and a commissioner looked over at my son and said, well, which one do you like? And my son pointed to the drawing and they said, okay. So now my, my son, who's now 12 years old, thinks that he designed the big 12 ah. football trophy. So he'll be telling that, he'll be telling, telling that story for the next couple decades. That's right. Yep. Love it. All right. It's time, time to go. Y'all ready for this? Three and out. It's time to go three and out with Corey Belts. Three lighter questions to close out the interview. And in 1999, a rule was put in place so the Heisman Trophy could not be sold. If you could own any player's Heisman, who would it be? Oh, boy. Um, I, I really liked uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. This meant a lot to my kids. And so, sure. uh, you know. Hanging out with him here in Oklahoma and posing with pictures of him, I, I think Baker would be be my guy right now. All right, Baker, look out! He might be roaming around the uh, the neighborhood looking for it. And <laughs> if you could get tickets to a football game at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Central Oklahoma, which game are you attending? Well, I live in Norman, uh, so um, I'm going to go to to the OU game. So I think uh, I think if I got in one hand. Uh, a ticket to uh, the worst seat at the OU game. And in the other hand, I got a luxury suite in, in Stillwater. Uh, I would drop the luxury suite in Stillwater just to stand up and watch uh, 
OU play somebody. Well, that, it is a beautiful stadium. Got a chance to go there. Uh, but you left at your alma mater, right? Central Oklahoma? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Went to Central Oklahoma. Go Broncos? Hey, they, got, they got a good program there. Yeah. I don't, you, threw that, you threw that in there. I think you were trying to throw me off. I just yeah, wanted to say the, the trust is listening there at Central Oklahoma. Yeah, they, they got a quality program there. And, and shout out to the sports marketing uh, class there at uh, UCO, uh, whom I, I go and, and lecture to once a year. Oh, fantastic. All right, last question. I'm a foodie, so can you recommend only one legendary Oklahoma specialty? Would it be Oklahoma barbecue, chicken fried steak, or the fried onion burger? Yeah, well, those are all those are pretty solid, but... I'm, I'm going to go with Aishin's Fried Chicken. I'm going to go off script there. Oh, uh, oldest bar in Oklahoma, chicken and okra. You, you can't beat it. You go up, you give them a $20 bill, you walk away with a whole fried chicken and, and okra and a greasy bag. Uh, and if you're in Oklahoma, it's it, everybody knows Aishin's. Oh, well, now I can't wait to get back to Oklahoma. Really appreciate it. That's the final word from Corey Belts, Director of Sports Business Development for MTM Recognition in Oklahoma City, the company who makes the most legendary trophy in all of college football, the Heisman Memorial Trophy given to the most outstanding player. Well, thank you very much, Corey. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary.